<clears throat> Welcome to the 36th episode of Mood Connect podcast. I'm your host, Amy Uzunian, the founder for Mood Connect. And, uh, and I have my guest here with me today, Allison Byers, who is the CEO and founder of Scrubius, um, which is a, a, a really wonderful um, uh, uh, organization that, uh, that helps um, founders and um, mentors founders and, uh, and seeks um, uh, a diverse uh, it, entrepreneurs and um, startup founders uh, and um, and I, I believe uh, does investment as well um, in uh, in in those companies um, and it's so wonderful to have you here with us today Allison um, you know I've been following you for quite a while on on Twitter and um, you know and all the wonderful things that you're doing all the uh, really valuable workshops uh, that you've been doing um, in the past uh, in, over the, this past year, um, and it's just really, really wonderful to have you here with us today. Um, how are you feeling today? <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me on, Amy. Uh, and one one quick point of clarification, and I know we'll talk more about Scrubius and what we're up to. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't invest in companies through through Scrubius, but I am an angel investor. So personally, I invest. Um, oh, yes, uh, yes. So okay. I'm, Apologies I'm for well. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no worries. It's, uh, you know, just something, um, uh, some regulations that are particular to companies that make investments. So just wanted to get that out there right away. That's not, uh, Scrubius is not involved in, in, in making investments. Um, oh, okay, but, uh, okay. no, today's a, a good Thank day. Thank you so I'm much for, awesome. for clarifying that. Very important to, to, to make that clarification. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. Um, how, how are you doing today? Oh, um, you know, what? Uh, I'm feeling, you know, feeling really good. Uh, it's um, sunny here in Phoenix, Arizona, and, um, and, you know, just kind of getting, uh, getting myself awake <laughs> uh, here this morning. Um, but, you know, I tend to be kind of a morning person. So, um, so I, I, you know, I, I enjoy waking up with the sun rising. Um, but, uh, but, um, you know, uh, how, how, how is it where, where you are? Uh, are you, are you in, based in New York? Uh, no, I'm in Boston. And we've had a typical Boston week where it started off freezing and raining and uh, pretty miserable. And now on this Friday, it is going to be 80 degrees and it's a little humid and sunny. So we're, uh, we usually just make a very fast transition to summer. Wow. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, yeah uh, Boston. Um, uh, yeah. It's, uh, it, it probably, you know, you definitely do feel the seasons out where you are. Right. Um, you know, the changes in seasons. Um, but you know, yeah. I, I, 
getting back to um to 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 the work you've done uh previously um you know i know i i you know i got i got a little bit of information about you know you and your background um and you know and i know that you you're an angel investor um and advisor and you know and, and a speaker uh um but uh but I, I also know that you've been a startup founder yourself and, uh, and an entrepreneur, you know, um, uh, previously, uh, and, you know, and that, that, uh, that you, um, you know, have your, your background, uh, in business from Boston university, um, uh, and that, you know, that you, uh, were in that that you had a startup that um, that co-ran a medical device company um, from MIT, um, but you know I, I I kind of wanted to ask uh, you know what why did you decide to become a an entrepreneur and start your own company um, you know uh, years years ago before previous to starting Scrubius. Yeah, for sure. So um, I know, you know, you and I have had some discussions and we, you know, are both very passionate about uh, mothers in the workforce and mother entrepreneurship. And my, my story starts there, which a lot of mothers are experiencing today, um, knowing, you know, one third of this great resignation is actually working mothers having to leave their roles. Uh, and I had a similar experience. This was a long time ago, but I was forced out of my tech operator job when I returned from maternity leave with my first child. Uh, and that was, uh, you know, a pretty traumatic experience for me and had a, had a pretty big identity crisis and ended up staying home for four years to care for. Now we have two children and our, our two young, uh, you know, baby and young child. And when I was ready to reenter the workforce, uh, I, you know, really struggled to figure out what it was that I wanted to do, what would leverage all of my skills. You know, I have a great education. I got my MBA. I had a whole career before I was forced out uh, of that job. And entrepreneurship really was the way for me to reenter that workforce. So I happened to um, be connected to a team that was translating some IP out of, as you said, MIT and a hospital system here in the Boston area. Uh, and they were looking for somebody to do all the businessy things, right? To actually incorporate this company, to negotiate the IP agreement with the institutions, to find our office, to begin hiring, get a law firm, all those things you do when you start a company that I knew how to do. So I got involved and I could kind of, you know, start part time and flexible and uh, it really allowed me to uh, have, you know, some balance and see how that went. Uh, and then I just loved it and ended up very quickly joining full time and ultimately uh, co ran the company and was on the board. Uh, and we saw it through from um, our friends and family around. I did all of our fundraising and raised 10 million over the course of five years, and then it was acquired. Uh, and I'm, I'm kind of uh, transitioning over to Scrubius a little bit because that was my origin story for this company and why I decided to then become a, a founder on my own uh, was that experience of running that company and raising that money uh, and the gender bias that I encountered that 
still caught me off guard, even though I clearly have dealt with gender bias in the past. Uh, and I really became very passionate about helping other underrepresented founders have a better chance at being able to get their innovations off the ground and finding capital that is appropriate for them. And I, uh, I have a pretty innovative idea in this space, which has now become scroobious. And when you are entrepreneurial in nature and when you feel very strongly and passionately about something, you just can't not do it. You just have to do it. Uh, and that's my, that's my story of how I got into entrepreneurship. Gosh, you know what? I agree with that sentiment so much uh, that when you are passionate about something, then you just, yeah, like it's, you know, I mean, every, every time when I, because I, I'm, I'm a founder myself um, of Mood Connect. Uh, and every time when I, you know, find that I get, uh, you know, overwhelmed with anything or something doesn't work out the way that I had planned it to, um, you know, uh, I, I always would, you know, come back to why I started Mood Connect and, um, you know, essentially because I, I, I wanted to have uh, uh, healthier, healthier workspaces for, you know, for all employees, right? Um, and, you know, and that, that, that came out of a need that I had seen in my own personal experience um, in workplaces. Um, and so, uh, so, so, yeah, I, you know, I, I definitely, I relate to that. Uh, in you know in, in such a um, in such a personal way um, yeah so thank you for sharing that um, you know so Scrubius uh, which is your current company um, I and you know and 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 the, this company uh, it focuses on diversity um, you know mostly for uh, women um, and, uh, and 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 I'm I'm I uh, guessing also uh, um, parents, you know, and mothers, um, uh, but not exclusively in those groups, right? Um, uh, what? Um, no, in, like, no, not not exclusively. Yeah. Oh, go on. <laughs> oh no! I just we work with any founder. Um, you know, the the true diversity is equal representation of everyone to the exclusion of no one. So we work right. with any, you know, any kind of founder. We've worked with 300 to date since we launched our MVP a year ago. And they, you know, are uh, represent the um, spread of entrepreneurship that we're trying to, you know, help achieve in a broader scale. So uh, yes, I'm extremely passionate about female entrepreneurship and mom entrepreneurship because those are categories that I identify with, but that's not the majority of our community. Right, right. Yeah. And, you know, I think that it's very interesting right now, uh, you know, how, how uh, uh, you know, investors and, um, and accelerators and, uh, you know, and startup mentorship programs, uh, you know, are identifying themselves, uh, you know, and, um, and, you know, and, and had at one time had those kinds of labels, but now are opening up in, in a much uh, broader kind of way, um, you know, 
but you know, I, I, I had, I, you know, I was, I was of course looking around your site, um, you know, for, for quite some time now. And I still, uh, I have this question, even though it's sort of explained on your site, um, which is uh, what, what is Scroobius and, and how, how did that name come about? Um, yes, yeah, so specifically about the, the name. Um, I know it's a funny name and it, it uh, not everyone knows how to say it and it's always spelled wrong and I know all those things. But uh, the story behind where the name came from uh, is that it's actually from a poem. There is a 19th century poet named Edward Lear. He was a children's poet. Uh, and people don't really know his name, but he wrote The Owl and the Pussycat, and there once was a man from Nantucket, which was children's poetry. Um, but he had a poem named The Scroobius Pip that gained some notoriety. Um, and the whole thing, it's only a couple pages, is about this creature that shows up in the animal kingdom, and it's a little bit of every kind of animal. And the whole poem are the groups of animals trying to classify where the Scroobius Pip belongs right? Which, which one of us are you? And at the end of the poem, they celebrate it. And they say, it is the Scroobius Pip, it's unique, and it's happy at the end. And for me, mm. it really resonated for entrepreneurs who don't fall into a category or don't pattern match. We shouldn't um, be criticized for that or overlooked for that, but we should be celebrated for the unique opportunity that we present. And Scroobius.com was available, so I took it. Wonderful. I mean, well, yes, of course. I mean, I, 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 I can't imagine uh, Scroobius being like, you know, uh, something that that I uh, that that every you know that lots of people would be thinking like, oh, I, I should buy that domain. <laughs> um, uh, so, so wonderful. I mean, that's that's. Well, they're they're actually. Uh... Oh, go on. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say you'd be you'd be surprised. There are there are scroobious things. There's actually a rapper named the Scroobius Pip, and he spells it a different way than how the poem does. So um, you you would be surprised. It's it was a larger larger presence uh, in Europe than here. Wow! Wow! That's pretty cool. And so perhaps you know in other other places. Uh, um, you know, it was it was more easily identifiable, uh, um, you know, story, and some people could maybe make that kind of connection outside of the U.S. Even, um, you know, between the story and your your startup, um, <clears throat> and your organization. Um, so, so you know, uh, you went into talking a little bit about you know what made you start uh, Scribius, but I remember you know. Uh, previous to to us uh, meeting today, um, you had said that you had started uh, Scribius at just at the start of the pandemic, but that wasn't something that was planned, really, right? Um, so, uh, so uh, if, if if you could, you know, uh, share a little bit about that, um, uh, you know, what what that whole, you know, what that was like to start um, this organization, um, you know, uh, in, in kind of a, a somewhat chaotic time. You're on mute, Alice, okay. Yeah, I mean, oh, 
No, I, <laughs> I well, I was muting when, uh, when you were speaking. Yeah, um, yeah it, it was certainly a, a very interesting time to uh, start a company. So, you know, I did all of my months and months of research and planning and everything pre-COVID and incorporated in January of 2020. And one month later, that's when COVID showed up, not too far after that, the schools closed down. Uh, and at the time, you know, my daughter was in kindergarten, my son was in third grade, uh, and it was, uh, as any parent listening to this knows, uh, just e- extremely um, uncertain and abrupt. And it really, for most moms, made it so that we we just could not uh, do our work and basically homeschool our kids while, while all the you know, schools had to figure out what, what were we going to do. Uh, and for me, any plans I had made for Scorpius just went out the window, right? That includes both operationally, how are we going to launch and go to market and also fundraising, right? It, it was very clear to me as soon as that happened that I was not going to go do the big raise that I had planned to do. And that impacts everything. Uh, and then the other thing I had to consider was, you know, what, what do I need? How, you know, how do I keep this company going? How do I not just immediately shut down, but also understand the realities of life? And I refuse to let myself burn out because I burned out really hard at my last company. And I, I just wasn't willing to do that again. So uh, it, it has been a much slower company growth plan over the past couple of years than what I had intended when I incorporated. But we have made unbelievable progress. uh, And what it did was it gave us actually the space to build up our community and our brand and really test our concept through multiple iterations of prototypes and MVPs um, in a way that I'm not sure we would have done before. So there are some benefits there as well. Um, But it is important for entrepreneurs, I think, to know you don't have to raise a bunch of money and go super fast. And that doesn't have to be what it means to do a startup. What is a healthier approach that I only know because I've done this before and, you know, went through those low points is to be able to do what you're trying to do and achieve your goals with this company while while also having a life and keeping a higher perspective that your identity is not this company. And there are multiple ways to have a successful startup that don't all have to be done in a short time frame. Yes, you know what, I, um, I, you know what, I, 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 I agree with that. I think that, um, that it is kind of a, a common thing in the startup world, and especially when you're uh, stepping into trying to do fundraising, um, uh, that that it's it, it kind of can feel like an arms race, and like you know everybody is rushing to uh, you know to raise funds, and everyone's uh, rushing to uh, put out a product and get you know get customers, and you know all of these things, but um what what i appreciate from from what you're saying is that uh that you know that that you can work at your own pace in building something uh that 
will, you know, that will have, have a lasting effect um, and, you know, and, and not be in such a rush to, to make things happen on someone else's timeline. Um, uh, and, you know, I, I think you had said that, that you had had ex experienced burnout previously in your other uh, startup. So, um, you know, I wanted to you know hear a little bit about that since Mood Connect. You know, uh, our focus is really on mental health and wellness. Uh, you know, and and uh, holistic wellness uh, in all areas. Uh, and so, so you know, I wanted to hear hear a little bit about what your experience was in being a founder and uh, experiencing some of the, you know, some of that, uh, um, you know, unfortunate experiences of stress and burnout, um, uh, you know, how, 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 did, how did that come about and how were you able to, uh, you know, kind of rise above um, all of all of that, you know, difficult experience with stress and burnout while being a founder. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, stress can manifest in different ways for different people. Uh, and for me, and I think for a lot of founders, we tend to have very high expectations of ourselves. And we tend to always think we're not doing enough and we want to do everything that we can uh, to the sacrifice of our own health oftentimes. Uh, and stress is real. It can cause real psychosomatic illnesses. It is not something that's just, you know, kind of made up or deal with it or, you know, kind of talk that you hear like that from others. Uh, and it, it's really important to know in yourself what happens when you get really stressed? So for me, with that go, 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 you know, attitude and trying to please everyone. And, you know, we took on a lot of investment and we had all these constituents and things can get very stressful very quickly. Uh, and I didn't do a good job at paying attention to how it was impacting me. And I actually, at my lowest point, ended up giving myself shingles in my 30s. Uh, and it was because of the stress. So what I learned is that I, I am not always cognizant of just how stressed I actually am uh, and that I need to listen to my body because my body will tell me. Even now, I know some of the early signs that happen physically when I am starting to burn out so that I can adjust and I don't reach that extreme point. Uh, and so, you know, it took going through that and it took having that pretty awful physical experience for me to take it seriously and take my own health more seriously. Uh, and that's why, you know, with Scrubius, I've been very intentional in growing this company at a pace where I am not going to go through that again. And I've been very intentional about the type of investor and how much money I take on uh, so that it is at the correct milestones and it is, um, you know, at the rate that allows me to still be a healthy person, because it, it's to the detriment of the company, if the founder is in an unhealthy place. Uh, and so, you know, for me, also having investors that understand that and support that was very important uh, as well. 
Uh, and so that's really, you know, my, my biggest piece of advice to founders who are dealing with a lot of stress or worrying about burnout or find themselves repeatedly in that place is pay attention to what your body is telling you and pay attention to your physical health because it's an indicator of your, uh, you know, mental well-being. Yes, definitely. I, you know, I, I, I agree uh, wholeheartedly um, that, you know, that the paying attention to your own self-care and, you know, and, and physical and mental uh, wellness is, it's just so essential. Um, uh, yeah, because I mean, you know, so often I think that it's, uh, it's not even realized uh, that, uh, you know, how, how, just how important it is to maintain your own, uh, you know, your own physical health and mental health while being a startup founder. Um, you know, I think, and, and myself included, I, I stepped into that, the role of being a founder of my company, uh, really just because I, I was like, oh, you know, the world needs this, that, you know, needs this solution. And, uh, and, you know, and, and I have all of these great ideas. And I think that a lot of founders, they have those ideas, you know, like, oh, yes, I'm going to build this, uh, this great solution for this problem. Um, but not realizing how much uh, time and effort and work and, uh, and just all of it that comes comes into building it. It's not, it's not a typical um, nine to five or eight to five job um, that you go into and, uh, and, and, you know, and you, you know what your responsibilities are going to be all laid out in front of you and, um, and you're reporting to, to another person, or you are the one who's a manager who, and other people are reporting to you. It's, it's um it's a it's a completely it's a whole nother uh animal right and uh and so you know you're absolutely right it's like you're uh you know having to be conscious of your you know how how you are doing on you know on a regular basis um and having to regulate your own schedule and needs you know, all of those things. Um, and it, you know, it can feel, it can be kind of overwhelming at times, but, um, but, uh, but, you know, I think that, that it, you know, it is so very worth it. Um, I, so, so, you know, I, my next question for you, Allison, is, is, um, you know, do you think that it's necessary for um for a startup founder culture to have so much stress uh involved i mean i i kind of i i kind of wonder sometimes because it's like if i'm not um running myself ragged i i you know at times and i think a lot of startup founders feel this way as well like if they're not um uh, pushing themselves hard enough then they're not doing you know then 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 they're not going to be successful. Um, you know, what are your thoughts about that? Um, yeah, there is a culture, right? Like the word hustle, right? This hustle culture yeah. where you're, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, you're expected to, 
to be in that mode all the time. Uh, and it, it is unhealthy for a lot of people and particularly those who are entrepreneurs at, you know, later stages of life or who are parents, or they have a lot more responsibility in all aspects of their life, uh, not just their startup, it really can make things very, very stressful uh, and, and unhealthy uh, for maintaining that balance that you need. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of it comes down to the founder's strategy for how they're building their company. Uh, and along with this kind of hustle culture, there's also the expectation that the, the point of building a startup is so that you can have an exit event quickly and you know make a lot of money for you and your investors. But I would really encourage people to take a broader view of why you are doing this. Why did you start your company? It's your company. You don't have to do any of those things. But if you decide to take on VC investments, say really early, then you do because a VC investor has their own needs and it is to return money to their limited partners, to their LPs. So you get in this you know, cycle of needing to do all those things and grow very fast. Uh, and that's a decision that you make when you take that kind of investment. If you can go longer without it, uh, and not everyone is in that position, but if you can, and if you can start driving some revenue uh, and have that, if you can get non-dilutive funding, if you have uh, strategic angels, or maybe you're doing a crowdfunding campaign, there are other ways to capitalize your business that don't place that same kind of pressure and that allow you to go slower, right? Which is what I'm doing with this company. Uh, again, it, it's easier to say that when you're a little later on and you've had these negative experiences already. Uh, it's not as easy when you when you haven't gone through that yet to, to have that vantage point. But, it, you know, it, it, you are building something that didn't exist. You made it go from non-existent to a force that, you know, you're building up to be profitable, but you can decide how fast or slow you want that to go. You don't have to follow in this, you know, thought pattern um, that leads to the kind of stress we hear about. It's a view of what you want out of your life versus I have to keep up with what everyone expects from an entrepreneur. And it's just a different lens to look at it through. And it can really take away a lot of that pressure and stress when you focus more on you and what is what is fulfilling to you. Why did you start this versus what does everyone else think about it? Yeah, yeah, because, you know, in the end, it is, you know, I mean, it's it's. Uh, you know, your, your startup is, is your startup and mine is, you know, is mine. And we, we are making our own uh, decisions based on what our own comfort levels are. Um, and, you know, and, and, and you're absolutely right. You know, um, I mean, if, if, if you're planning on going slow, uh, you know, with like slowly building your company, um, then, you know, then, then it's not going to be the wisest thing to take 
uh, you know, VC investment, um, you know, uh, or, uh, you know, any kind of investment that, you know, where, where the, the terms are that you need to pay back that money uh, very quickly. Um, but if you are, you know, thinking that you want to take your time, it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's, it's really, it's based on personal preference of the founder, I think. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and, and it's good that they, you know, that, that we can make those kinds of informed decisions, uh, you know, and, 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 and it's, it's wonderful that Scrubius, your, your organization is able to, uh, you know, really educate new founders and, uh, and startups, in, you know, based on your own personal experiences and what you've, you know, what you've learned uh, over the years. Um, so, uh, so, so what I, what I also wanted to, to know is, um, uh, uh, what are some some uh, some really positive experiences that you've had as a mentor or founder that have you know kind of uh, guided you through this whole experience in uh, you know in, in being um, uh, uh, a mentor now and you know and a founder um, as opposed to what your experiences were previously um, uh, in building your your previous uh, startup um, uh, before. Yeah. I mean, I, even though I I'm in the same boat as all of my founders, right. I am a startup founder too. It's this incredibly fulfilling position for me because I, I get to provide guidance and mentorship and peership to people building incredible companies who, you know, many of them are now people I call friends, uh, and it's amazing to be able to provide that outside perspective and to help founders understand the investor mindset so they can create material that speaks to investors specifically, which is not intuitive. It is not easy to do that. Uh, it, it's really amazing to give those insights and see light bulb moments with our founders every day, right? On a daily basis, it's amazing. Uh, and then for myself, I also do a lot of speaking with um, female students at universities. I do a lot of talks and workshops and um, I really am proud and enjoy being in that position so that, you know, female students or, uh, you know, other underrepresented students get to see a woman and a mother in that position of knowledge and leadership, because you don't see it enough. I mean, not nearly enough. And they need to, they need to hear from diverse people who have seen success in their lives and can give them uh, information from that position so that they see themselves and that they, they know that they can do that. And you can go have kids and also still have your career. And you can build your own startup even while you're caring for children. They need to hear from people like that. So those are very positive experiences uh, for me personally. And you know, to know that we're, we're helping these founders, I can't even tell you how many of our founders have now raised millions and gotten into every accelerator you can think of. And we're one of their first calls or their first email to tell us the good news before they can make it public. 
And that's really meaningful. Wow, that is so that's so wonderful. I mean, you know, it's it's it is very rare that I've seen since I've started my um my my journey as being a founder, uh, that you know that that we have these kinds of uh, uh positive experiences and influences, um in you know in, in the world of startup, uh and and uh you know it's 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 just really wonderful that you have you know, lived through these kinds of experiences as being uh, a mother um, who's also a founder and you know investor and 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 a mentor um, and that you know that you've been so free with sharing those kinds of experiences and relating to other people you know like yourself um, and other people you know other founders who maybe are not like you you know um uh you know in in and relating still in you know in in that way uh so um so uh Allison I know that you uh do quite a lot of um uh you know uh, uh, public speaking events and workshops. Um, and, you know, I've, I've had a look at your site, you know, at Scrubius and, um, and, and, uh, and I, you know, I'm always like, oh, I really want to sign up for this, you know, kind of workshop and get involved. Um, but there's, you know, there's so much out there. Um, and I definitely do plan on, on, you know, uh, uh, signing up for one of your many wonderful workshops that you have, uh, going on very soon. Um, but is there anything that, um, that you are doing, you know, right now or in the future that you want to share about with our listeners? Um, yeah, no, I appreciate it. We're, you know, we're, always happy to welcome um, new founders to our community. You, people can sign up at any time. Uh, you know, we're again, Startup Founder 2, right? And we're, we're growing really fast now. And we have just a wonderful group uh, that you get to be connected to. And like you said, we have lots of curated events and workshops and, you know, we're running things all the time to provide value to that community along with the online uh, pitch education and, you know, feedback from our reviewers. Um, I, I'm trying to think, I mean, I, I do so many talks and, and workshops and I, I did not look up ahead of time something specific to talk about, which I really should have done. Um, but, I, you know, I would engage, engage with us on social media. I'm very active on Twitter and LinkedIn and we post all of our upcoming events. I was on some just fantastic panels this week and we'll be posting all of the replays. If you, you know, if you follow me, uh, you'll, you'll see those pop up. So I guess that would be, that would be the biggest thing is, you know, uh, connect with me on LinkedIn or follow me on Twitter and, and just engage. We do lots of stuff, even outside of our paid membership to really bring education and resources to the broader entrepreneurial community. So overlooked founders have access to the same type of thing that traditionally founded, uh, funded founders do. Wonderful. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and apologies for catching you in that moment, um, you know, and not, uh, um, uh, letting you, you know, have uh, prepared to have something, um, you know, to, to share in this moment. But, you know, I mean, 
Allison, you're doing so many amazing things, uh, you know, with with your with your organization, Scribius. And so, I mean, you know, it, it really what I encourage founders to do is, you know, go to uh, to Allison's site, Scribius.com. That's S-C-R-O-O-B-I-O-U-S dot com. And, you know, and take a look at, uh, at everything that she's doing, um, you know, and that her, her team is doing, um, you know, as it says on their site, they are human first uh, fundraising and, you know, and, and helping founders to develop their, their, uh, their skills and, uh, and their pitches and uh, and and developing their ability to find funding for their company, um, and then also, uh, you know, I think that that you also have some uh, really valuable resources and uh, and workshops uh, that are aligned with investors too, um, uh, as well. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, so we're currently in the company um, building an investor discovery portal so that, oh, okay. that we work with, you know, who uh, we help clarify their opportunities. So they create material that is investable from the investor standpoint, can be discovered by relative sources of capital and connect with them. So we do have a really engaged um, and active community on the investor side as well, both angels and VCs, and uh, they get involved in some of our workshops and, you know, we do um, host in partnership uh, with um, organizations like Silicon Valley Bank and the Emerging Venture Capitalists Association, friendly practice ses sessions, both virtual and in person, to help our founders get friendly, candid feedback and develop relationships with investors, which is what fundraising is all about. It's developing relationships. Uh, so we, we try as hard as we can. That's our goal is to get more founders of diverse backgrounds uh, funded by the right sources of capital. So everything we do is working toward that goal. Wonderful. Yes, absolutely. Um, uh, and, you know, it's just, it's really, really, really wonderful, uh, you know, everything that you're doing in, you know, for the startup community and, uh, you know, and, and preparing uh, founders uh, to be better with their communication, with their pitch, uh, with, you know, with understanding more about fundraising for their startup, um, you know, and, and really just dispelling any of the, you know, the mystery with that, that that's involved in, uh, in growing a startup and fundraising. Um, so thank you so much, Allison for, you know, for joining me today and, uh, you know, and, and for sharing with me about what your, uh, you know, what your mental health journey was like in being a founder um, and, uh, and, you know, and, and with building Scrubius, um, you know, is, is there anything else that you wanted to share that I didn't touch upon today? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, I, I really enjoyed coming on and talking about these issues like stress and mental health and how you can recognize them. It, it is not something that's talked about enough. 
Uh, and I, I'm really glad that you're giving this platform and helping founders hear from others who have been through it and who have developed, um, you know, strategies and, and ways to handle it so that it doesn't take over your life. Uh, and so I really, you know, applaud your, your work there. And uh, if any founder is struggling and, you know, wants some support, they're, they're more than welcome to reach out to me. Well, wonderful. Um, yes, definitely. Uh, I will have all of your um, your uh, social media contact information and um, and your website in the show notes for our podcast today. And uh, before I forget to mention, um, this podcast is sponsored by Peer Collective, uh, which is a new partner for Mood Connect. Um, Peer Collective connects uh, uh, people to have peer-to-peer therapy sessions. Um, It's a very new company actually, uh, and also uh, um, a startup. I had I had a really amazing uh, conversation with a peer support uh, person uh, uh, in uh, from Peer Collective just yesterday actually, and um, and I I highly encourage uh, people in general, but especially uh, startup founders to um, to try it out. Uh, you know I will be including a link in our show notes for that as well. Um, and thank you so much, Allison. This has been a wonderful conversation, and I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on, Amy. This was really fun. All right. Well, have a great rest of your day, and um, and and, and a great weekend as well. Thanks. <laughs> you too.